Hey, hello, hello, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I uh, I can't help but notice something a little different about the way you're talking. Nothing is different about me. Everything is a okay. Uh, well, I, did you see any movies this weekend? I've heard in and of itself is fairly good, uh, which is on Hulu right now. I remember walking to the Mexican restaurant on 19th Street when I worked there in the winter, and every day I would walk past the theater with in and of itself posters spread all over the place, and I remember thinking, this looks very, very interesting. But I was too poor to really take a risk on a show, so I didn't go. And now I kind of regret it, because now I could have been like five years ahead of something. But uh, here I am. I, uh, no, I, 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 no, I, I, that sound, that's all very well and good, very interesting. There's uh-huh, something yes. that is fundamentally different about you. Something fundamentally very different about me, Matt Butterfield. Nothing is yes. different about me. I've, I'm feeling great. I, uh, you know, I, I get. To, I only take one dump a day now, which is a really big change for me. It's, it's really good. It's, it's, it's as opposed to the four, five, sixteen that I was experiencing. Weight Watchers. I, 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 no, no, that's not. Ri- uh, no, that's not it. What, what are you talking about? What is different? You, Matt. You're fucking Russian. No, me. I am never Russian. I am Scotch Irish. <laughs> from uh, West Virginia, West Virginia is where my blood whoa, comes whoa, from. Whoa, Sometimes whoa, whoa. that family Wait a tree minute. does not fork so much as other family trees. But we are. Look at my red beard. It's bright. I had to shave Wait a it minute. off last night. I know what happened to you. What? What happened? You got fucking vaccinated. Oh, is that what you think is different? You really think it makes this big of a difference? I am this different. Holy shit. They were right. They were right all along. QAnon was right. You've become a Russian operative. Oh, listen. Don't vaccinate. Don't vaccinate. Listen, listen. Everyone should get their vaccine. It's very important to get the vaccine. I feel great. I love American democracy. Uh, I I love I love capitalism. It is number one, which is why I give away this fucking show to you people because I love capitalism so much. Anyway, Guys, if you're, if you're out there, if you're out there listening, I I just really uh, he'll never believe it. I need you to write into the podcast and I need you right into the podcast, Matt on Matt pod at gmail.com. Hit us well, up on Twitter well, at Matt on Matt pod. Well, Let well, him know that he sounds like Vladimir Putin. Vladimir, you think I sound as husky and sexy and, and, and virulent and, and, uh, and, 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 and as hard as, as Vladimir? <laughs> Matthew, I think you are trying to charm me. But no, thank you. We don't need to jerk off in front of each other on Zoom. We can just do that with FaceTime on our phones. I don't want it as a recording. Anyway, um... Should I continue this bit or maybe give it up at this point? I think it's safe to say that we milked it for everything it was All worth. Right. Right. <laughs> but goddammit, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, but you got vaccinated. You got the first. You got the I first got of that. two. 
Dos Numero Uno, which is two number one in Spanish. You got two number ones? <laughs> no, <laughs> I haven't a, had You fast got an order at Wendy's? <laughs> I haven't had fast food in a month and a half. You have, it's, I had a, okay, so been on Weight Watchers and I've been very strict for the most part. Except for Friday and Saturday nights, I usually we order some delivery, and I'm you know I'm flexible with way I track them, yada yada yada. You know how diets yada, yada, work. Yada. Um, yes, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but I, I've been really good, and I haven't had fast food all year, not once. Nice. But I did have a burger on the. T- when did I have that burger? I had it last week, so it was still january i think no doesn't matter when it was i literally was in the middle eating this burger and i and i just said this is the best burger i've ever had (laughs) and i realized that burgers once a month taste way better than burgers like once a week or twice a week oh yeah dude you're absolutely right And, and, and everything is that way God, I'm not it giving up just, everything. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you can't give up everything. But man, it was just like I was just like I shouldn't be eating this in front of people. <laughs> hey, I have a severe phobia of like eating certain things in public. Oh, I do too. Oh, I know. You know, exactly people are you looking mean. at you, just like right. Look at them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I avoid red meat and I avoid pizza in public. Oh, dude, when I was Just, working at my what started that was some trauma from when I was working at Mighty sure. Fine. I'm sure. And, yes. <laughs> uh, I was working at Mighty Fine Burgers and Fries in Sunset Valley in Austin, Texas. I don't give a fuck. I'll call you motherfuckers out. Suck my dick. <laughs> so anyway, that was one of the worst jobs I've ever had in my entire yeah. life. I've briefed. Right. I think I've talked about it on this show. We have. We just we talked about the time you got fired for scooping when you got fired from them <laughs> because you scooped ice cream incorrectly. Yep. Ah, so and, you had, you and you had all of zero warnings or zero talkings to. They just fired you. Yeah, yeah. And then they fired my boy Joey for breaking process on the grill one day. No warnings, no nothing. Literally the month before, he'd been given an award for like back of house employee of the month. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm serious. So anyway, um, yes. the manager Steve is standing next to me. I'm a cashier. He's standing next to me, and he's like six one, 140. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. One of those. Uh, and this gross. fat old man is walking in and Steve <laughs> sees him and goes, no, man, you shouldn't be eating here. Oh, my God. He said that? Yeah, he not say to it him. No, okay, he like yeah. said it under his breath, but standing right next to me. And I looked at him and I was like, that's fucking rude, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> Don't and say I, that. <laughs> I've always now moving forward. I just... If I'm going to eat like a total piece of shit, I do it at home. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, 1,000%. 1,000%. It's just like absolutely not uh, doing this in public. Because these oh, yeah. skinny motherfuckers who don't even have to try to be skinny, judge us. It's mm. so me, man. Is that so many skinny people that are our age? Like skinny people like that are 30, you know, 32 to 37. And they're and they're still skinny. 
They don't do anything. To, no. Like, they don't work out. They just are skinny. Yeah. A lot of them, at least in New York, in my experience, are super judgmental about, like, people's looks and weight and stuff. Oh yeah. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, or am no, I just or right. am I just like picked on? Like 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 what like like I just it's like you don't work out at all. You just wake up and look like that. You eat like shit, you drink, and then you're Do like drugs. Ugh. Yeah, and then you're like, so and so's really kind of falling off the cliff, aren't they? Right. We hear that all the time at restaurants that I work at. I will say this. I'm also, I'm sitting there just thinking, like, do they not see me? Like, why are they talking <laughs> shit about this person in front of me? Right. Fuck y'all. That's like, it, there's no way that that wasn't done kind of on purpose. I don't believe it. Well, you know, and it's just goes to show you that the majority, the vast majority of humans that are dining at any restaurant at any time in human history completely and totally lack any type of social awareness or social etiquette that will feed later content for this show. Right. Um, I will say in my experience with you in New York, I do think that you have been, and I, I, this is coming from a place of empithy. I don't, I don't mean that like as a smart ass. I do believe that you have been the target of a lot more open bullying than I have, sure. even though I have as well, but I'm willing to concede that it seems like you have been like the target of it quite a right. bit more than me. Almost people love to pick on me in that city. I, uh, yeah, I fucking. Every, I mean, how many times have you and I been hanging out? You, you and I have been hanging out and then we like some homeless person will walk up to me and start an argument. <laughs> And it's like, why are you like? What do you leave me alone? Like, 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 <laughs> like, go away. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a magnet for for horseshit. Do you know how many times someone tried to like sell me rockaway jeans on the side of the street at <laughs> three in the morning in Bushwick? <laughs> like, way too many. Like, way too, like like the fact that it's more than once or at all. It is just one time I was in a like I was getting some food late at night and I was in a vestibule and then this dude like just walked in and cornered me and was like buy these jeans off of me and I was like (laughs) I was like no and he was like you got money for them and I was like yeah they're giving me a sandwich and I don't have cash and he was just like and then I started being I started like going like I'm not get I started yelling and then he ran away (laughs) I'm pretty sure he called me racist. Oh yeah, uh, it's like, like speaking of the mo- the theater on Nineteenth Street, um, yeah. when you and I were going to see Mad Max Fury Road, and that oh, dude came up to us, and we're I was like, oh, no, yeah. we don't have anything, we don't have anything, bud, sorry, and he, you know, and he's and starts following, and I, he's like, y'all racist motherfuckers, and I was like, all right, let's get out of here, and we start walking down, followed the us he, into the in the movie theater, followed yeah. us in because we wouldn't give him a cigarette because we didn't have any cigarettes, yeah. It was like, like two, I, two dudes standing on the street. We had just finished having a drink at the watering hole. We're going to yeah. see Mad Max Fury Road. And he just walks up to us and is like, yo, I got a cigarette. And we're like, nah, man, we don't have cigarettes. We don't smoke. And he was like, don't fucking racist motherfuckers. And yeah, then he follows it, us into the movie theater, at which point I lose my shit. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I ran you away. get the fuck out of here. 
You, yeah, you were like, how are we racist? What did we do that was racist? We said we didn't have any cigarettes for you. Because we don't have any cigarettes. We don't have cigarettes. I think he, yeah. It's like... <laughs> so Remember he tried to live. cry? Yes, I do. He, that was the first thing he did when he walked up to us. He, he started pretending to cry. And, and, then, and we were like, what the fuck? And then he looked at us and goes, y'all got a cigarette. I just need a cigarette. And we're like, nah, no, we don't have cigarettes. And then he looked at us. Y'all a couple racists. It's like, hey, hey, you're going to come up and try and fake cry in front of two trained actors. Well, it, it was also, he had like, he had his arm in a sling. I remember because I saw that guy on 19th Street a couple of times. And he had a whole act where he held his arm in a fake sling that was like made out of restaurant napkins, by the way. Tied and, around and his neck he, to his wrist. <laughs> yes. And, and and then he would walk up to people and start crying and, and ask for a cigarette. And if they didn't have a cigarette, I guess the next question was supposed to be, do you have a dollar? It, because I, that's what I saw him do to other people. And in fact, he did it to me again at one point. I was hanging out with a, with a woman, Emily, and and uh, and he walked up to the two of us and did that. And it was like, would you have a dollar? <laughs> I was like, dude, you yelled at me in that theater. Go away. <laughs> and then when I yelled at him, he started yelling for the police. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he said, yeah, yeah. That's why I ran away. I was just like, fuck this. I'm not bad. I'm not getting into a fight with this guy. I also was wary of, this was even before Karen takedowns. I was wary of someone starting to film it. Yeah. And so, yeah. But you weren't. You dove right in. And I was like, I'm worried that someone's going to film this. I'm out of here. I'm not, I, like, I don't give a shit if this guy thinks I'm racist. Like, <laughs> fuck him. Who cares? Let him yeah. think it. Let him think well, it. It's not true. I just don't have a cigarette. And I didn't like believe his fake crying. Not racist. Yeah. Because of that was reasons. a much angrier version of Matt Beery at that time. <laughs> much more stressed out constantly and angry Matt Beery. We saw and Matt I, Max Fury Row and that, that shit fucking kicked. That shit slaps. Slaps hard as fuck. Still slaps. Have you seen it recently? It's still really good. I haven't seen it in like a year. I should rewatch yeah, it. That's recent enough. That's I mean, that's a year ago. You know who did the who played the you know the guy on the guitar? He was he was on the on the, on the uh yeah yeah I remember the character. Yeah, that character was the guitarist for the yeah yeah yes. No shit. Cool. That's cool fucking dope fact. as hell. <laughs> That was so fucking crazy. I remember you like, you kind of like loosely described that exact thing to me that that character existed in this like fucking road chase. And I was like, that sounds weird as fuck. I don't know, but it's kind of harkens back to that thing of like, when I try to describe something in wrestling to somebody, it's like, that sounds weird. I'm like, no, I promise Ric Flair is awesome. It sounds weird, but he's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, dude, when you described it to me, I was like, I don't know, man. And then I saw it. I was like, yes, no, this, this is, is fire. 
this is, that movie is so good. What I love about that movie is that it take. What about those movies? Really, is that they take themselves so seriously. Like they <laughs> they open with like fake Bible verses. You know what I mean? Like yeah. here's a here's a poem about the road warrior, and you think like, oh wow, that's like from some ancient tech. It's like no fucking what's his face just made that up for this movie. It's not yeah. real. <laughs> well, he did what all the great, all those great types of movies did is he created an entire mythos and universe and right. history, just like George Lucas, just like Tolkien, right. fucking dope. What I like about the George Miller, that's his name. Uh, uh, what I like about that, especially, is that the, he just recast the Mad Max character. It, like, yeah. like uh, and, and nobody blinked an eye. Nobody cared because he just, A, they made a really good choice. Tom Hardy was perfect for that. But also, like, you know, it would have just been, like, what if Mel Gibson had been in that? It would have <laughs> been weird, wouldn't it? It would have been know, weird because we wouldn't have been able to disconnect. Because it's to the point now where we can't really disconnect Mel Gibson from his transgressions. Right. They were bad enough that it's like, I can't not think about it. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, it's why I didn't watch Hacksaw Ridge for like five years or whatever. I just watched, by the way, I just watched Hacksaw Ridge for the first time about a month ago. It's outstanding. I mean, the guy you can, there's a million horrible things you can say about Mel Gibson. Oh yeah. The motherfucker knows how to make a movie. I'm sorry. It's it's crazy. (laughs) It's how much that sucks. It's just like, (laughs) why are you so good at this thing that I love? Yeah, like him and, and Woody, Woody, him and Woody Allen. It's like, oh my god! Thank you. Why, why Thank does you. it have to be you? Like, like why? Why did you make Annie Hall? Why did you make Midnight in Paris? Why did you like, like? Oh my god! Nailed it's it. So Nailed unfair. It. Because you're married to your stepdaughter, bro. Like, like <laughs> all all other transgressions aside, that's just a fact that we all live with and accepted for a long time. I just I knew it and then I and I never thought about it until someone said that's a little weird. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what on? Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what it was, was, I, was I saw a picture of her of Sun Yi sitting on his lap at a basketball game, like with courtside seats, as a as a like ten year old on his lap, like sitting the way a ten year old sits. Nothing was creepy about the picture. Except for the fact that, you know, 15 years later, they're married. Yeah. Yeesh. Not even 15 years later. You know, yeah, about 15 years later, right? They got married in her 20s. I don't right? remember, but or I don't know. But, yeah, it, it's like the thing, like, this didn't age well. Like, <laughs> like I saw that. It was just like, oh, I have to start thinking about this guy he's up to some no good and then you hear about all the other accusations lobbed against him and it's like i you made midnight in paris i love it so much it's so good (laughs) it's like you think about other filmmakers that have done shit it's like roman polanski i can do without like yeah i guess some of his movies. movies are okay no, they're good. They they're are good. good. Yes. But like, but they're also so dated and like I don't I just don't feel like anyone needs to see them. 
Yeah, they're very specific to their time and place. Yeah. And not in the in so it's him, it's like, yeah, sure, get brush them away, get rid of them, whatever. Don't need those movies. But like, dude, Braveheart, Hacksaw Ridge, Midnight in Paris, Blue Jasmine, Annie Hall. Dude, the like, passion I, of the Christ. Yeah, I don't think I can do without those movies, even though the people who created them are pretty bad. Dude, it's not <laughs> it's not even you that can that can't do without them. Like the history of cinema can't do without the passion of the Christ. The number one hugest grossing R-rated independent movie ever made. Yeah. And it's not bad. I mean, it is what it is. It's weird as shit, but it's not bad. Yeah. Crazy. They kind of like ruined Jim Caviezel's career. That's the guy that played Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. He got struck by lightning a few times doing it, which is no crazy shit. to me. Yeah. You know what? I just realized that was something I was told when it came out. And I was like a freshman in high school when it came out. And I just kind of believe things that people told me. So that may not be true. So you've seen no documentation to prove that. No, And I also heard that inside of a Catholic school. So you do not have the government documents to prove it. (laughs) I said it. And then I was like, you know what? I bet if we Google that, we find out it's not true. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't like, I haven't seen it, but like, it's not like a, no, Dude, you gotta like a, watch it. It's not like a problematic depiction of Jesus, is it? It was considered so at one point uh, because look, what's the what's one of the issues with Mel? He's not a big fan of the Jews. Yeah, and okay. what do the Jews do in this? It's kind of there's a line that was. Crossed. Not even taken out of the movie. No, I'm talking about a line, like a dialogue oh, a line. in the uh, movie. My bad. A line of dialogue in the movie where one of the people that's at the crucifixion turns to another one of the people and in in Aramaic or maybe in Hebrew because there's like Aramaic and Hebrew spoken in in like ancient Latin spoken throughout the movie. Those are the only languages spoken and one of you know a jewish guy turns to another jewish guy and says we will never be forgiven for doing this holy fuck lots of you know that's what they did was they took that out of the closed captioning uh translation but left it in the movie and i don't know when it happens because i was Whenever I've seen it, the two times I think I've watched it, I was just reading along, and it all just sounds like gibberish. But there's a that that line is in the movie, but it's also I don't know. Yeah, some people say that it's not anti-Semitic. Some people say that it's really obviously anti-Semitic. Whenever it came out, I was young and impressionable, and I was able to hear the devil's advocate side of like that could have he like that could just be one guy saying that to another guy because this is obviously a bad execution you know what i mean 
a guy's getting killed because he's a religious leader. That's not okay. So it could just be one person being like, this is really not forgivable. We shouldn't have done this. But then there's also Mel Gibson's history. And, and I think that history kind of says, yeah, right. And so like, that's so, but, but the rest of the movie is really like, especially if you're cat, if you are familiar with Catholicism at all, which I don't think you are, but like Not it goes through really. all the stations of the cross, which is kind of cool. They're like okay. a scary looking devil baby with adult teeth in it, which is really weird. It doesn't make any sense, but it's there. <laughs> I remember when that was coming out and my sister was like, we should see it. We should see it. And I asked my parents and I was like, should we see this? And my, my, my dad was kind of like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, <laughs> my my mom was kind of opposed to it. She was just like, I really don't like that he's making so much money off of this. I don't like that this is a commercial endeavor. Which that's kind of not is not untrue. But I still went to go see it. Yeah. I think I went to go see it with church. Yeah. With youth group. I mean, that's like, also like, kind of how I. Yeah. Sorry. We had to like sign permission forms. I'm pretty certain. That's also kind of how I feel. What your mom's feeling on it is, is kind of the way I feel when I see like mega churches with a 200 foot lit up cross with floodlights. It's like that money really could have gone to homeless people that, yeah, not ones that call us racist on the street, but ones that like that need our help. Even that guy, I mean, he needs help. I, yeah, he I know, be, I'm joking. He wouldn't be I'm bothering joking. us if he had some help. Right. I know. Mm. I'm, I'm fucking around, but. Yeah, I mean, it's just always the thing that crosses my mind. It's like a lot of kids that need some shoes, bro. You right, put like right. a $50,000 cross. Right. That artwork is expensive because they know that they can milk churches. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, I would milk the living shit out of them. I mean, you'd be dumb not to. You'd be yeah. stupid not to. And then you could be like, oh, I did this for religious reasons and try and cheat on your taxes. Yeah, exactly. But like, God damn! Say it was dude. a gift. Like, yeah, there's a like the entire population of Flint, Michigan needs water. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, I'm saying, like, there's so much stuff that could be done. And then Joel Ovaltine is down in, in Houston, just playing with his turds in his butthole and locking the doors when the city needs them. God, isn't that nuts that he does that every mm-hmm. single time? There's I'm churches so glad. like. Yeah, there's churches saying, like that here in Dallas. Sorry, all good, all good. I was saying I'm so glad that I don't actually know anybody that attends that church. I've never actually met anybody that attends that church, and I grew up in that area forever. And huh. there's sixteen thousand people that attend three each. Each service on Sunday is sixteen thousand people. That's crazy. Where I, and I've never met anybody that's ever been to one. Like, you oh think you'd God. meet at least one. Right? <laughs> Here in Dallas, it's the uh, First Baptist of Dallas, I think is what it's called. That's like the big fuck you church. That's like super downtown. And they have like a building that's part of the skyline. I couldn't Damn. point it out to you by looking at it, but it's like they have an entire block of downtown. I went to funny story about that church. I went to a summer camp there. They had a science camp 
which was actually a real science camp. We did scientific stuff and oh, it was cool. fun. Um, it wasn't weird. And I mean, it was real weird and religious, but it wasn't. Um, and so that was something cool that they did, I guess. But I remember one time, so they had a, a full on skating rink in their like facility. Cause you know what I mean? It's, it's downtown. It's like urban living. There's a yeah. school. There's like a first Baptist uh, school on top. And that's where we went to. But it's, but there's like this whole facility and they had one of the floors uh, was a full on skating rink, like a hockey rink. And um, one day I was there with my buddy, Taylor, Taylor awful. I think he's a listener. Uh, I was, I was with him and I remember he and I played hockey together. And so we kind of suggested, what if we played roller hockey one day during lunch or recess or, you know, you know there's, you don't do science all day. You do science in the morning and then a little in the afternoon, but they got to burn. We got to burn energy because we're young little kids. And so um, I remember uh, me and Taylor get a hockey game going, but there was this one kid that was like, like he, I think he was the camp leader's son. And he, and he just considered himself to be the alpha of the group. So he was acting like he organized the, the hockey game, even though it was totally me and Taylor. But anyway, I only say that to say this. He lines everybody up and like and picks a, another kid to be captain, not me and Taylor. He picks his like little brother to be the captain because he wants to play his little brother. And then he starts skating, pacing around us. He goes, the only rules is that there are no rules. And so me and Taylor look at each other and we make sure we end up on the same team. And we're the only kids that play hockey. And we just start beating the fuck out of everybody. Like, like doing really dirty tricks, doing like checking people, like, like looking, trying to get like, you know, I just went for your stick, but we're like sticking our sticks through their legs and then yanking it back and and (laughs) sending people over their fucking like, heels over their head <laughs> you just go in as bill burr would say full 1970s philadelphia flyers and no one's wearing helmets would nobody like nobody like you know we're not padded up really i think i was wearing knee pads yeah um and uh we eventually hit like i think taylor hit the, the you know the the big shit talker kid the, you know, there are no rules. And then he starts crying and says that you cheated. You're cheating. You guys are cheating. And then me and Taylor just look at him like, you said there weren't any rules. <laughs> the Bash then, Brothers. Yeah, and then everyone was like, what the fuck? It was, <laughs> it was so funny. It was also funny because me and Taylor, like, we're not the stars of our hockey team. Taylor was probably a little better than me, but like, I was like, definitely not that good at hockey <laughs> but uh, compared to these kids especially with no rules it's like i don't fucking care i'll skate head first into you the only rules is that there are no rules sounds like i'm like bully just like a right <laughs> that's what he was wanting to do he was wanting to be able to like beat us up and then we were like, no, nah, dude, we play hockey. <laughs> we, we can knock you over without cheating. Like, <laughs> but now you're going to let us cheat. Awesome. This is going to be easy. This will be Fuck real this quick. 
Now we now let's go take the pH balance of White Rock Lake. That's <laughs> what we did. It was science camp after all. It was science camp. It's funny. We went to the docks at White Rock Lake. And then whenever I first moved back to Dallas after living in New York, there was a serial killer dumping off bodies at that at those docks. Fuck. True story. So I always wondered, like, what if that was going on whenever I was a kid? I don't think it was. I you never know. They caught that serial killer. Oh, they did? What, yeah. What was his name? I don't remember. He was an Arab <laughs> dude. Or an Arabian a man. I shouldn't say an Arab dude. He was, uh, look, his name was Ali something, something, something or other. I don't know. Okay, I gotcha. He uh, was just... killing trans women. It was really horrible, actually. It was like, so it was specific. really bad. Yeah, it was super specific and really scary. Holy shit. Sorry to take the turn. Yeah, that guy was definitely a transphobe. <laughs> gotcha. God damn it. That's not funny because it was like he was killing people, but he was definitely a transphobe. I mean, I just stated an obvious fact. I don't know did what you you're about, laughing at. I'm not laughing. You're laughing. Did you did you hear did you hear about Gorilla Glue Girl? No. What is this? Oh, you haven't heard about Gorilla Glue Girl. All right. This is from uh TMZ. Um <laughs> Gorilla Glue says that okay, this this woman, Tessica Brown, she used Gorilla Gorilla Glue and glue adhesive spray as a hair treatment to hold her hair down and her hair has been stuck to her head for a month she's been posting videos of herself trying to get the gorilla glue out um and now she's lawyered up you can go look this woman up on twitter or on tiktok is where she's putting it um there's like all these pictures of her at the hospital where they're trying to like cut off her hair. You can look it up. Her name is Tessica Brown. Tessica uh, with a T? Tessica with a T. Tessica Brown. Then um, here is the official statement from Gorilla Glue. <laughs> we are aware of the situation and we are very sorry to hear about the unfortunate incident that Miss Brown experienced using our spray adhesive on her hair. This is a situation. This is a unique situation because this product is not indicated for use in or on hair as it is considered permanent. Our spray adhesive states in the warning label, do not swallow, do not get in eyes, on skin, or on clothing. It is used for craft, home, auto, or office projects to mount things to surfaces uh, surfaces such as paper, cardboard, wood, laminate, fabric. We are glad to see in her recent video that Miss Brown has received medical treatment from her local medical facility and wish her the best. This woman is lawyering up. She's going for the gold and she's going to sue Gorilla Glue for wow. her. I mean, Matt, this woman's hair, this woman's head is ruined. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna have to rip her hair out. She's gonna be bald with scars all over her head. She's gonna look like, you know, the ancient one in Doctor Strange. I just watched that. Um, well, I mean, 
in not in her defense, but lucky for her, wig technology has come a long way in the last few years. Um, I would suggest buying hair of a South Asian person. They have really great uh, wigs. I'm not being an asshole. This is okay. serious business. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're the most expensive ones. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> thick, thick heads of hair, a lot of them do. And they donate the hair. When they donate, <laughs> they sell the hair, and it makes for damn good wigs. They're Man, about uh, $2,000 a pop. Oh, my God, no. Yeah. Are you shitting me? Oh no, nah, dude, God. I'm not fucking with you at all. That's amazing. Friend Sadie just bought an $1,800 wig. Well, fucking A. Yeah. <laughs> she looks great. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm reading this story, and it's just insane. Um... Let me look, let me look, let me look. The TikToker who put Gorilla Glue in her hair is still living with her nightmarish mistake. The glue <laughs> remedies aren't working, and now she's lawyering up. And then I'm skipping ahead a bit. It says, remember, Jessica says her hair's been rock solid for about a month after substituting Gorilla Glue spray adhesive for her normal hairspray. Gorilla Glue abbreviated here is gg told us the quickest possible remedy was rubbing alcohol <laughs> Oy vey. i saw a video of this woman she put shampoo in her hair and started scrubbing it on her head and it got all shampooy and soapy and sudsy and then she rinsed it and then her hair was exactly where she left it oh my god what i'm the- not making this shit up let me go see if I can find her. Let me see if I can figure out what her handle is on, on TikTok. Oh, my God. I cannot believe somebody would do this. It's like that dude who <laughs> spilled the hot you coffee on himself. You can't believe someone would do this. I can kind of believe someone would do it. Sorry, I interrupted you. It's okay. It's like that dude that spilled the hot coffee on himself from McDonald's and then sued the living dog shit out of McDonald's. And <laughs> that's That's different because that was not a dude. That was an old lady. And she suffered third-degree burns. I mean, you know, it says on there, caution, hot. Well, because of her. (laughs) Oh, it didn't before? Okay. No. Okay, maybe it's not the same. No, it's not. It's not the same at all. Uh, She's. I'm watching the video, the original video right now. She looks mad that this happened. Like, she's (laughs) surprised. She's, like, shaking her hands, and she's going, she's squinting and, like, going, can you believe me? It's like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's it's gorilla glue. I mean, is yeah. it kind of like the fucking the old punk rockers that used to, or I guess punk rockers still do this. They so put like Elmer's glue in their hair, right? Right. But that's right. Elmer's. That's school glue Elmer's. for like construction right. paper projects. Right. Easily washed out with water. You don't even need <laughs> soap with that shit. Water takes it out. You know. Yeah. Not. Gorilla glue like this or like flex seal, like come on. Watching the video where she shampoos it again, it's just it's fucking insane. (laughs) This woman is like on a different level, bro. Oh my god. 
Oh my God. Our sources say Tessica's hired an attorney and is weighing her legal options against Corolla Glue. We're told the label on the product says, uh, says do not use on eyes, skin, or clothing with no mention of hair, which Tessica feels is misleading. Now, right. do, you, do you really feel like you're misled? No. Do, do you feel like you were misled by, by Gorilla Glue when you no. decided that you didn't to not use it as hair gel? No. no. Remember when I had a mohawk? I never used Gorilla Glue. Not once. You know what I did use, though? Mm-hmm. Mocha de Gorilla. Oh, yeah. Which is a hair product that a lot of Latin people use. Oh, a, Latin, a Latin guy told me to use it. He was like, I like your mohawk, man. You should get this stuff. At a bodega. And I listened to him, and he was right. There you go. I, you know, I know people over at Gorilla Glue. I used to talk to them quite frequently. They were an old uh, client of mine. Uh, so don't, you, you definitely will not be able to steal their data because they have the, they have they have the industry leader in data governance and security. Uh, I made sure of that. Uh, Great. And I talked to them ad nauseum. I talked to them about their data. I talked to them about their servers. I talked to them about everything, oh. including their product. And not once this- did I have to be told to not put it in my hair. <laughs> Oh, I just wanted to talk about Gorilla Glue Girl because I just love that she's even considering suing them. And you know what? I hope she gets something out of them. $50,000. They can spare it. They probably got insurance for it. Yeah. They'll probably just drop their, uh, they'll probably just drop their maintenance fees for that product I was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Should we do recommendsies? We can do recommendsies absolutely. All right, let's 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 move on and start doing some segments. We've been coasting for a minute. We're all gonna die. It's our only guarantee. Just to pass the time, I suggest you listen to me. It's the Matt on that podcast recommendation. All right, what do you got this week, Matt? I got something, but I want you to go first. So. This is something I never think in a million years I'm going to recommend, but um, the series on Hulu, uh, the New York Times Presents, did a documentary investigative journalism piece. It's like an hour and a half long on the Free Britney saga. Uh Are you familiar with this? I've heard about it. I haven't watched it, but but I've heard about it. Okay, so... I've never, you know, I'm fucking 32 year old dude who was in sixth grade at the time. So like Brittany was not on my listening list when I was a kid. Really? I listened to her. I mean, no, I was listening I was listening to corn. Corn? <laughs> Hell yeah. I was listening That's to corn. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah. I was, it was in sixth grade. Leave me be. I was I, also I was watching like pro wrestling. Yeah. I was, I was, I was in fourth and fifth grade. I forget that I'm a little younger like yeah one year yeah one year younger so anyway what so she is under this conservatorship there's remember when she had the the mental breakdown kind of deal yes and she ends up going to the hospital well when that happened she was put under a conservatorship where her father is in charge of all decisions pertaining to her money and her business 
and all decisions right. pertaining to her person. That's weird. She has no legal rights. What? Britney Spears has no legal rights. What the fuck? Yeah. I'm serious. It was just her business. No, it's everything. She has no legal rights. Isn't she a mom? Yeah. Like to a couple of kids? Yeah. The theory is that uh, she went into the conservatorship with the uh, the deal was if you do this, then we'll allow you to see your kids, because she was her visitation rights were taken away from her when she, in like oh eight well, or whatever. Yeah. So, but here's here's the whole thing: is they do a really good job of putting society of the late nineties and early two thousands on fucking blast. Sure. Because, dude, the shit that that woman went through. In like, uh-huh. and I guess we're not going to realize it because we were kids at the time, and it was just kind of the environment that we were raised I know, in. I know exactly I'm what you're about to say. Yeah, utterly mind fucked. Right? By how misogynist Dude. our culture was, and it still oh, is. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's fixed; it's better than right. it was. But right. holy balls, this whole conservatorship that she's under—the fact that she is a multimillionaire, worldwide superstar that yeah. has no legal rights is all to blame on the culture. Sure. They drove her fucking insane. They drove right. her That's, crazy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I will concede that 1000% that like, like it is. And I remember like people online, like thinking it was funny when it was going on. Yeah. It was a big I, joke. Yeah. I, I, to my credit, I was like, that's like, I can kind of see how that's funny, but it's also really crazy. Like, I don't know. I never really thought it was, I was, I was, I remember when it happened, obviously. I mean, I just graduated high school when that, all that shit went on. And it was, and I, and so it's very clear in my memory. But I remember like just being like, I think it's fun. like Perez Hilton was making fun of her all the time. And, and, I, and my, when I had a friend that was, that followed his blog. And she would pull it up whenever we would hang out. And I'd just be like, this is super, like, fucked up. Like, it was a little funny that she shaved her head and hit hit a car with an umbrella, but it's not that funny. She's really, something's wrong. Like, like yeah. you know, like something's going on. But that's interesting. That's, that's society as a whole. Because, you know, really think about her, right? Mm-hmm. At least when we were coming up, I was told and I learned and I and I thought, man, she is fucking sexy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember being like told that and and agreeing. I mean, she, like I was a sixth, I was, you know, fifth, sixth grade whenever she was coming up. And I just remember thinking like I had a poster of her in my room in yeah. like a bikini or something. And it was like Britney Spears. Look at her. Look at her. And then all that I'm thinking back, it's like, she's like 16 in that photo. Yeah. And they sold, it's not the fact that you had it because you were also a kid. It's the right. fact that the, a 32 the powers year old that be, go buy it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that a 55 year old said, sell that. <laughs> right. Right. Like, uh, like someone packaged her as a little sex girl 
and she was super underage. Yeah. And here's the craziest part is that they show a lot of, not the craziest, but a crazy part is that they show a lot of the media coverage in this. And it's like such inappropriate shit. Like we're talking right yeah. when hit me, baby hit me one more time has come out and she's like 16, 17, 18 years old. And like old men on talk shows are like asking her about her tits and asking her about her virginity Ugh. And oh like, yeah. Oh, and dude, here's the craziest part when so they talk about how um what's his name? J Justin Timberlake basically right, yeah. capitalized on their uh breakup by painting her as this villain. Mm -hmm. And the this is insane to me. The first lady of Maryland said to the media that she wanted to this is a quote. Shoot, Brittany. What, what was the reasoning? That she broke Justin's heart. She wanted to kill this woman. A girl. Girl, yes. She wanted to kill this person, this uh -huh. child, this girl, this woman. I, uh -huh. What the fuck? Yeah crazy and like news also, reports i remember very vividly because it was wild at the time she hosted snl and in her opening monologue she's like 17 or 18 maybe 18 maybe 18 yeah and she starts talking about how annoyed she is that everybody talks about her body all the time and about whether or not her boobs are real and because uh, I remember that was a big point of discussion. It's like, did this little girl get boob implants? Look at her boobs. Look at these boobs. And, like I was just always the focus around her. Yeah. And um, and uh, in this in the monologue, her boobs started moving because of a uh, you know some sort of put yeah. in her shirt. And again. At the time, I'm, you know, in high school or junior high watching that, and I'm laughing. Now, I'm 32, and I'm like, yo, why are you – who okayed to this? That's a yeah. kid. That's super fucked up that they're doing that to a kid. And, and don't tell me she wrote it. She, she didn't, didn't write, write that, that shit. She didn't write that. She's no. – They know. marketed her as the modern Lolita. Yeah, right. Dude, everybody needs to watch this shit. It was a fucking eye-opener to the max. It's good to know. It's good to know. Watch this shit. The New York Times presents Free Britney. It's on Hulu. Everybody check it out. It's an eye-opener. You got to see it. Well, my recommendation is a little more lighthearted. No, thank you. But not... <laughs> But not much more lighthearted. It's only more lighthearted because it's a work of fiction. Um, go check out, and, and you know what? This doesn't really need our boosting, but I'm still going to recommend it anyway. Little Things, starring uh, Denzel, uh, Rami Malek, and Jared Leto. It's so good, Matt. And, like, I saw a lot of discussion about it online, about how people didn't like the ending. They felt like the ending was... Um, it's very cynical. It's a little. 
I, w- I would disagree that it's predictable, but upon, you know, sitting on it, maybe it's a little predictable. Uh, I'm not going to get into what it exactly was, but basically what this movie is, is a modern day or like a modern through a modern lens telling of a noir movie set in the nineties in LA and Southern California. All right. Denzel is playing uh, a Bakersfield deputy sheriff's deputy. That is a disgraced LA homicide detective who you later learn, you know, why he's disgraced. And like, you know, what's why he's so fucked up because he's super fucked up. He sees dead dead girls everywhere. He like 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 he's haunted by all these ghosts and he he's super he, like no one can nail him down. Like literally he just kind of abandons his job for a while in Bakersfield in order to do the action of the whole movie. And it's kind of, the whole time you're kind of wondering, like, don't you have to be at work? <laughs> like a month has gone by, dude. Leave of absence. Just, it's in the union yeah, like, bylaws. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening? Um, but but it, it's got all these really, you know, it's shot so beautifully. Like the lighting in this movie is just so moody and, um, uh, romantic but scary and dark you know you got you got detectives in trench coats you know you've got and then oh and Rami Malek is like the young lead detective that's after this serial killer and they you know they basically narrow down that of course Jared Leto is the is the main suspect and then it just kind of goes from there and it's got it's it's kind of cynical not kind of cynical it's a cynical movie um but it's I love I've been getting into noir films like I've watched a couple that I don't even remember the names of because they're so like the names are so not even the point uh recently and I've been thinking about like noir as a genre and how much I love it and how much I think Dallas would be a fucking excellent setting for a noir story either a noir or either a novel or a movie or a novel that turns into a movie which is super common in that in that yeah. uh, genre. Um, anyway, little things. Denzel is so good. He's Pete so. Denzel. He's, I mean, he's 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 he is, but he's very subdued in this because Ooh. his character is so fucking like broken and fucked up that like he is very. You, he just looks tired the whole time. But then he, you know, he does all this other fucking crazy shit. But Rami Malek, I don't know. Everybody just acts the shit out of their parts. And it's really fun. Even Leto is, like, good in it. Not that he's not good, but you know how he is. He swings for Yeah, He's hit and miss. I mean, one time he's he's crushing it in Dallas Buyers Club, and the next week he's that shitty joker. Right. It's like, it's like, are we in a Kyle Mooney sketch or a Paul Thomas Anderson movie? Like, it's, it's, it's one or the other with that guy. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, he's really, really excellent in this. and the, the way he fucks with people. And I mean, there's a reason why that dude's a cult leader. It's, it's, yeah. it's wild little things. It's on uh, HBO max. It's part of that Warner brothers plan where they're releasing 
uh, movie that would have otherwise gone to the theater. Funny enough, it is number one at the box office. Guess how much money it pulled in? Uh, 430000 2.1 million. Okay. Pretty bad, but also not as bad as you would think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Given. There's drive-ins. Certain- you, gotta, you gotta remember that there's drive-ins all over the country. So every drive-in's making like $10,000. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. They've yeah. got ones upstate that I want to yeah. go to, but just keep, they're actually, no, they're close for the season now. Yeah, I'm sure they are. I'm, yeah, I'm I forgot pretty sure they're. Well, you know, I don't know if they're closed here. The one that I wanted to go to is uh, is closed. Anyway, uh, <laughs> little things. Check it out. Recommend Z. I'm down. I'm in. I got some big news to cover. Tell me. The goat has retaken the crown. Oh, right. We need to talk about it. Yes. The greatest athlete to ever play a sport. Period. Okay, come on, really? Yeah, I think Tom Brady is the best to ever do anything. No, he's not. I will not agree to that. No, 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 no. He's not the no. Come on, he's better than LeBron or Jordan. I don't think so. Yeah, maybe no. Come on, he's better than Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. That's probably true. He didn't fucking die, did he? Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's it's a you know, he's got he's got more championships than LeBron. He now has more championships oh, than Michael well, Jordan. Yeah, well. Um the argument with the Michael Jordan comparison is that he has losses in championships. Right. He lost three Super Bowls. Uh-huh. Um, the thing that people forget about Michael Jordan is that he spent the first half of his career getting the living dog shit beat out of him by the Pistons before he ever won a title. And okay. he was considered a bust before he won a title. So, I mean, okay. I don't know. I just, when you look at the circumstances of how he overcame a lack of talent a, a lot of times in New England, when you look at yeah. the comeback in Super Bowl 51, you look at the nail sure. biters, the fourth quarter drives, him going to a team that was mediocre last year and then taking them. And they didn't just win that game last night. They Lost fucking game. murdered the Chiefs. And the Chiefs <laughs> looked unbeatable. Dude, they uh, Mahomes ended the game with grass stuck in his face like face mask yeah did you see that yeah it was like dude you need to you look like shit you look you've gotten the you look like you've gotten the shit kicked out of you and i want to i want to take a second and give pat mahomes some credit where it's due man he's one of the greatest he played his ass off he threw a fucking laser beam dart strike directly into his uh receiver's face mask who of course he dropped it because he of had course. no fucking help last night right. but he was completely parallel to the ground when he threw that ball right there were so many passes like that with him where he was like yeah. turned around like trying and just like ah! like just like it was his performance last night was incredible and i think that everyone in his division needs to be 
fucking worried about him for the rest mm-hmm. of time. I and they also this need this. Yeah, this defeat is like when Vegeta got killed by Frieza and then was wished <laughs> back. And then he came back and became like one of the greatest Super Saiyans of all time. That's what fucking Mahomes is going through right now. Yeah. I mean, this could be a Jordan-esque moment. This could have been his, uh, you know, when Jordan ran into Bill Lambeer in uh, the fucking conference semis, uh, the conference finals, and then decided to start lifting weights. Not saying Pat Mahomes doesn't lift weights, but, you know, they all kind of have that moment. But also, Pat didn't lack anything. Like, in those early days of Jordan, he lacked the physical play. Sure. Mahomes doesn't lack anything. Mahomes was let the fuck down. A by his defense. Dude. B by Tyreek Hill, who dropped a touchdown pass. Uh number 31, whose name I don't know, who dropped a touchdown pass. Yes. And then in the first half, three times receivers dropped. First down, what would have been a first down on third down? And let's talk about his O line. That was dog shit. It's like they he weren't. There was. They weren't even there. Right. It was like, like. Like it was. He got sacked like three times by the same guy. <laughs> Shaq Barrett went off. <laughs> it was just like, what's going on? <laughs> like, if I were those, if I was that O line, I would be. I'd be like, I don't want to go back in the locker room. <laughs> I'm going into hiding. <laughs> I'm leaving I'm the just, fucking just, country. <laughs> can I? Can I just like call an Uber and just like. <laughs> Stay in my uniform and leave. Listen, I got a ring last year. I think I'm going to go ahead and call it a career. Yeah. <laughs> like, what Dude, the fuck Shaq, was going on? Shaq Barrett and Sue and Jason Pierre-Paul, I, the ball was snapped, and then it was just like a free run to the quarterback. Yeah. That yeah. was taking like 30-yard dropbacks. It was Dude. insane. At one point, he was like at third and like 35 towards the end of the game. I remember just being like, why is he so far back? (laughs) That's not not his fault. Someone is just like sitting on their hands. Like, what the fuck? It was wild to watch. It was really, it was kind of upsetting to watch. Not, I don't know. I was really just hoping for a better game because those teams are so like, I mean, the, the Bucks are defense. The Bucks defense was just scary. Like, it was savage. Those dudes, yeah, those dudes. I mean, Tom did great too, obviously, but it's like these guys are winning this game. Yeah. They are making sure this game is decided. All these guys spoke about this in the weeks leading up to the Super Bowl and last night and today have spoke about this. The influence of Tom Brady – in that he is he raises everybody's level of play because sure. he steps into the building and everybody knows this is the guy and then they see yeah. how he works and they're like okay i got to do that and it automatically everybody's better huh. yeah well, everybody tampa's had uh, quite a year huh tampa's had quite a year yeah levante david um Jason Pierre-Paul talked about it. Shaq Barrett, all these defensive stars that really stole the show last night. You know, on the offensive side, they were so efficient and perfect. It looked like they were. It looked like practice sometimes. Yeah, right. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, they all said Tom's the reason why we were like this because Tom taught us how to work. 
Tom taught wow. us how to be champions. That's Watching cool. Tom taught us how to do what we did. Wow. That's fucking cool, man. That's unreal. Props to the yeah. GOAT. And, you know, he also, I don't know, he was just on every level last night. He was even getting in certain players' heads. Yeah. Like that one dude, Matthew. Oh, he owned, one, he owned Matthew. He, he got into that guy's head and removed his brain. <laughs> Tom Did Brady he? lived in his head rent-free. He's still there. He's still got his feet up. <laughs> Eating like eating like a uh, you know a shitty like little bony fish and drinking bottled water with Giselle, just hanging out in that guy's brain where that guy's <laughs> brain should be. I mean, nope. he. I remember at one point he looked at like him and Matt Matthew just like kept going for him, and uh, they were everyone was talking shit last night. Everyone on both sides were all talking mad shit, and, oh, yeah. and at one, I remember one time. Tom just I you can read his lips. He's just like, I'm gonna be on you all night. Motherfucker. Matthew. And then Matthew's like, what he like you said something else to him. And then you know who was on who? It wasn't Matthew on Brady. That's not no. who won. That's not who won that exchange. In nope. fact, Matthew got penalties for pointing at Tom. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then um right Tom at was the end that of the manipulative first- and masterful. <laughs> <laughs> he sent Gronk right up the middle on uh-huh. the seam route. Matthew comes down, wraps around his waist, gets called for PI, even though the ball yes. may have been a little high, but he gets called for PI on it. And he starts talking shit, talking shit. And he says something to Tom. That's what he it was. says something yeah. to Tom. And Tom's like, Oh yeah, you want to go motherfucker? I'm on you all night. Next yeah. play, next play. <laughs> Antonio Brown burns Matthew touchdown here comes tom right in matthew's face eat my dick motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) and i like tyron matthew i think he's a phenomenal football player he's very passionate but man if you're gonna come at the king you best not miss and boy howdy he missed yes he (laughs) missed oh my god that's so crazy (laughs) it was just like it was like, damn, so Tom Brady is not just good at the game. He's good at, like, trash talk, which is yeah. part of the game, which is what, like, one thing that people talk about, Jordan. Jordan yes. is, like, crazy good at trash talk. He's always saying shit to people all the time. He's never not running his mouth. Yeah. Tom's doing the same shit, and he's doing it in a way to where they react, and they get the penalties called on them. And it's, yeah. it's just like, this guy, this guy, this so fucking Jordan- guy. The Jordan Brady comparison, it's not a hill I'm willing to die on, but I do think it is a conversation that can be had. But man, Brady just keeps giving you reasons. Dude, here's the deal is that I think that they're equal, basically. Because I'll take that. Basketball's a way different game. Basketball's a way different game than football. And football, in my mind, is far. Look, I don't, also don't understand basketball i never played basketball mm-hmm. but in my mind you can be uh, if you're a quarterback with a really good team you could maybe look better than you actually are yeah and i feel like with a lot of his career that might have been the case whereas with basketball you hear about stars all the time and you watch mm-hmm. them and they and they're like like anytime i've i mean i've only ever watched playoff basketball 
because otherwise, why the fuck would I watch that game? It's so boring and like pussified. But like, um, you watch pussified it. now. Back then, it was much much more difficult of a game. That's the argument with uh, Jordan over Kobe and LeBron. Is sure. that now it's a very soft game, right? But, but but even then, you watch Kobe or you watch LeBron, and they are just LeBron was the Cavaliers. He the he, whole like, team. He was the whole. He led in assists. He led in passing. He led in 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 what are they called? Goals, nets, points. What like I don't know what the free fuck, throws, uh, field goals. Free, well, like he made the basket. He led. Yeah. In, you know what I mean? Like he he wasn't a, assisted or anything. He, it's his point. Uh, he led in all of that. Like whereas I feel like in football, like the reason why Dak Prescott doesn't have a Super Bowl ring is because he plays for the fucking Cowboys. Yeah, you know what I mean. His team, <laughs> his team really holds him back. But likewise, a team can really advance someone more yeah. so in football. I think. And you're right. And I think and Tom they're... Brady definitely benefited from that strategy. I understand where you're coming from, and I could give you examples of quarterbacks who did benefit from that. But I think Tom is the example of the guy who elevated the people around him. Tom. Okay was not a system quarterback in New England. Tom was the system. I, mean, I, I know that sounds ridiculous, but I know Bill that Belichick may not make much also... sense. Bill Belichick was the defensive guru. Bill Belichick shut the fuck down all those great offenses for years. That's his game. Tom Brady and Josh McDaniel together created that offensive system. And now the bloom is off the rose for Josh McDaniel. He's no longer the offensive genius because you saw what that offense was this year. Yeah, right. Really he doesn't bad. know. He has not figured out yet. Now, granted, it's only been one year, but he has not right. figured out yet how to be a great OC without the greatest quarterback of all time. Which, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, congrats to the GOAT. I mean, there's... There's no discussion or argument that he's not the greatest quarterback and football player of all time, in my opinion. Sure. I, I'm, I'm with you there. I think it's ridiculous that he doesn't get more respect. Yeah. How many, how many people are shitting on Tom Brady and rooting against him all the time? Millions. Lots. <laughs> yeah. Hundreds of thousands. <laughs> I don't want to be the, I don't want to be the white guy that's like, Oh, they're persecuting us. But People never want Tom Brady to win. No, I definitely did. I was on. I was. Right. T- I was Team Tom. I was rooting for the Tampa Bay Gronk and ears last night. <laughs> also, congrats to Gronk because he's just fucking awesome. He is what he is. <laughs> well, bro, we're at like an hour eight. Yeah, you I think know, it's we time gotta... we let these motherfuckers know that they don't need to add us. Yes. Don't add me, bro. Listen to me, you motherfuckers. That thing Broadway should be the halftime show at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Who are you? How were you raised? And how focused on yourself are you as you walk throughout the world day to day? Who like okay, so last night I got and this morning, I got into it with this motherfucker. What is his name? Listen, this is just me yelling at people. 
on Twitter. Okay, Patrick Duggle. He goes, he's at Patrick A. Duggle. He wrote all this on Twitter, so I don't feel bad putting his handle out there. He goes, and I'm not going to do a voice. He just goes, y'all, Broadway is shut down and Super Bowl halftime show could have just been a full-out Broadway melody and support. It's a weird year anyway. Could have also brought a whole audience to watch the game. No. On what? I I just said laughing my fucking ass off. Like, on on what planet do you think the NFL would ever do that? And then uh, that guy retweeted me, quote tweeted me, and goes, but let's be, he goes, let's be real. The NFL would never do that because the Reds, Red state. Oh, I'm Republican uh, because the red state sports pros would have a flying fit. And here's a prime example. And he quote tweeted me laughing at him. Um, so I guess I'm a Republican because I think that that's <laughs> a stupid fucking idea. Uh, and I, I guess I am in a red state, but fuck you. That's not the point. Get real. Get out of here. You think the okay. First of all, think about halftime shows. The weekend did exactly what a halftime show should be. Am I wrong? Yeah, I love it, it. It was it was visually fantastic. It, he his voice sounded good. He changed up some of the songs mixes a bit for the live uh in, like you know the live environment, the live sound. He had all the like I really liked some of those songs. I hadn't heard all those songs before and I enjoyed especially that last one that sounded like the cure. Almost. Oh yeah. Blinding lights. Yeah, that was so good. But the idea, I'm just like, okay, so what shows are gonna be a part of this medley, Matt? Let's go over Broadway last year. Hades Town. Oh god. Jagged Jagged Little Pill. (laughs) Hamilton. We're gonna throw Hamilton in there for just because that's the one play anyone's ever fucking seen. Like, what are you talking about? Dear Evan Hansen. Dear, yeah, let's put Dear Evan Hansen or, or uh, you're gonna have uh, Ben Platt sing waving through a window from the press box. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, theater nerds, I am one of you and I am Me with too. you. And I and I've and I miss Broadway's. I mean, I can't go see it, but I miss this theater so much like really fantastic theater. But there is a time and there is a place. I also behoove you to really visualize a play on a football field. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> I, I, I really want you to imagine what that would look and sound like. What would, <laughs> is it massively embarrassing? Cause for me, I feel embarrassed just saying it out loud. You know what I feel? I feel everyone in the room as we're watching it, turning and looking at me and just kind of squinting. And then turning back at the TV and watching that, and then turning back and looking at me, and then just being like, I guess that's the shit that wants to do. (laughs) I said it in my text to you last night when we were talking about this. I said, I can just see Colin and Patrick turning to me and going, You went to college for this? Yeah. (laughs) And imagine it's the best musical ever. Like, like, I don't know. What what the company? Imagine it's the 1973. you know, cat original Broadway castle company on a football field. Yeah, it's Elaine Stritch doing The Ladies Who Lunch, a masterpiece of yeah. writing and performance. One of the greatest things you'll ever see, but on the 50-yard line at Raymond James <laughs> Stadium. And it's like and it's like raining. <laughs> yeah. 
Here's to the ladies who lunch going <laughs> to the game. <laughs> Bobby, 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 baby, Bobby, Bobby, Robert, darling, Robert, we've been trying to tell you. <laughs> yeah, out of here with that shit, y'all. Just the theater community needs to just be quiet. No, I'm kidding. No, yeah. <laughs> but no like, I'll put this, it this way. So I'll put it yeah. this way. A friend of mine once told me a great saying that now I carry with me said, some people shouldn't meet. (laughs) Some people should not meet. Yes. Football, football guys and the theater guys. You just don't introduce them. Just, you know, the Broadway guys don't need to come perform at the Super Bowl unless it's the national anthem. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Get, you know, Andrew Reynolds or whatever his name is to come in yeah, and do Leslie that. Odom Jr. seeing America yeah, the Beautiful. It'll be, be beautiful. It'll be amazing. Oh, he'll do a great job. Anyway, <laughs> don't at me, bro. <laughs> I'm bringing in some controversy today, y'all. Bring it in. Because I, like, I feel like when you build a certain group of people up, sometimes you got to bring them down a notch because they fig- they forget where they are in the social hierarchy and they forget any type of social etiquette or societal norms. So don't at me, nurses. Oh, oh, oh. oh my God. I forgot this is what you were going to do. Okay. So, hear me out, guys. Hear me out. I have lots of friends and family members that are nurses, and I think that what they do is noble. I think they know what they're signing up for, but I think it's a very uh-huh. noble profession. Do I think that that gives them the right to be a complete, to be a walking social faux pas at every restaurant that they walk into? <laughs> no, I don't believe that that gives them the right to do that because I don't believe that anybody has the right to do that. No, I agree with you. You Let me tell you a couple yeah. stories. Sorry. No, Sorry. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, tell no, me. you go. This is okay. your floor. Let me give you a couple stories here. Okay. So we'll go back to a year ago. Mm-hmm. A couple of people come up to me and they're in their scrubs, which number one, and a person that we both used to work with uh-huh. used to be a nurse and right. has said that those people, that they should never go out to eat in their scrubs because they're covered in disgusting bacteria. Right. So a, they, they're always coming up in their scrubs, which, okay, I'll get past it. I just won't touch you. Um, Right. Which I never were their their customers. I'm not going to touch them anyway, but (laughs) three people come up, three nurses. Uh huh. And they're like, we're going to be a party of eight. Oh, and this is like four 30 on a Friday. And I'm like, sure. Okay, I have some room. I have room in one one section, one group of tables that I can do. Um, I can only do it until six o'clock, blah, blah, blah. Uh Okay. And they're like, yeah, that's totally fine. I was like, okay, just let me know as soon as the rest of your party arrives. And they're like, and this is the part where they try to use their job to get a favor out of you. I was like, well, you know, we're nurses. We've been on our feet for 12 hours. We're hungry. Can we please go ahead and sit and start ordering drinks? And I was like, yeah, you know what? That's fine. Okay. I did it. I caved. I let them sit. Sure. There's three of them. That's what managers do. Yeah. There's three of them. It's a party of eight. And then 30 minutes goes by and it's still just the three of them. And I'm like, Hey, I just wanted to check in with you because you guys have, um, about an hour 15 left at your table. Um, 
when is uh, the rest of the party going to be coming in? They're like, oh, they're just going to like slowly trickle in and out over the next two to three hours. Oh, I knew it was coming. Uh I knew it was coming. Separate checks. (laughs) Separate checks. 10% tips. Yeah. And you can't charge. I'm not eight people. My check is one person. You can't charge me 20. You can't put the gratuity on. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, this may just be a very specific group of shitty nurses at this one shitty hospital (laughs) by us. Uh, I may not want to put this on the whole nursing community, but I've heard similar war stories from people in the industry in different states. Yes. Um, (laughs) Another time. I'm not even going to get into it. I quit this industry because I got to stop feeling certain ways about different groups of people. Thank you. Anyway, go on. Um, (laughs) Another time. Uh, two girls come up and they're nursing supervisors. They were regulars and would sit at the bar and I knew them. And they were like, um, we're going to be 25. 25. And you don't have plans. That's what kills me is that they knew they were going to need to feed and drink 25 people and they didn't make plans. Yeah. So here's what I actually, I do a great thing in that. I figure yeah, out sure how to do. make this work. Uh-huh. Because we have that front area of high tops that is considered part of the bar. So okay. what I do is I basically block that section off for the next however many hours. And I put them in that section. And I let it be known. And I let the bar and I let my bartender know. It's my head bartender. She's fantastic. I let her know and I let these people know that each person has to spend a minimum of $30. Yeah. And they come in, they adhere to none of those rules. Right. They're in and out all night long. They're Uh screaming and yelling. They're arguing about everything. They all split appetizers and they all tip 10 fucking percent. Of course they do. Of course they do. And these are regulars that did this to you. Yeah, well, the, the girls that came in to organize it were women, sorry. The women that came in to organize it were regulars. They're, you know when somebody's like your They're age? They're culpable. They're culpable. I don't, I'm sorry to call them girls, but you know how like when somebody's your age, you yes. still call them a girl even though they're a yes. woman and they'll call you a boy even though you're a man? So I don't, right. I don't mean that in any type of derogatory way. They are women. Yes. They're grown professional women. But like, yeah. and the next time they came in, they kind of felt the ice. <laughs> after that the next time i would imagine they they should yeah Uh because that was my head bartender it was her whole night and she got fucked like she lost like a hundred bucks that night and i felt like shit for doing it to her but i laid out very clear-cut ground rules that then as soon as they got drunk we're nurses like their argument is always we're nurses that's the most ridiculous shit i've ever heard yeah. So that's like story, not a, not a reason. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's all it's all good, dude. It's all good. And you know, we have doctors come in and guess what doctors do? They make reservations and they tip 25% and they spend $400. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I get that the nurses are paid less, but also have some like you're he, like nurses do a phenomenal job. They are yeah. a backbone of this society. But I'm telling you, and this goes for teachers too, because they do it too. 
you absolutely do not need to let this shit go to your head and you still need to be a functional member of society right. and you still need to oh, have yeah. social fucking etiquette. There was absolutely. another group of people that weren't nurses or teachers that worked at a certain internet company right near where you used to work that used to do oh, yeah. the same fucking shit all the time. Yeah, the BuzzFeed people, I'll say it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the guys on AM to DM. <laughs> yeah. They used those, to do Those guys. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> They used they're, to they're famous. I called them out one day because uh not called them out, but I, I uh one day I just let it known that I knew who they were, and then eventually and their behavior snapped to attention. Yes. One time that they came in and they pulled that shit and they, you know, we're gonna be in and out, blah blah blah. And they fucked me and pissed me off. And the next time I saw them, I just go, AM to DM. <laughs> These guys are on TV. <laughs> I'll say this. Once they knew that I that I recognized them, snapped the place. Oh, oh, sorry, that back straightened up a little bit. <laughs> uh oh, I don't want to get tagged on Twitter. <laughs> I'll put it this way: in summation, to any group that is held high in high in regard in society but not compensated adequately, right? I will tell you to look to the goat and look at his example. Thomas Patrick Edward Brady of San Mateo, California. Who is paid a lot of money for what he I does. I know that. I know that. Not comparable. But, but dress for the job you want, not the job you have, Matthew. Oh, um, you're such a capitalist. <laughs> Fuck you. No, I'm what you I'm now. saying is now that you're being if, an asshole. No, you what had I'm me for a is minute. If, is if people who are actual, who are looked at as deities, can still operate themselves with class. So can you. Uh, yeah, okay, fine. So can I'm you. with you there. I'm not saying that you can afford his uh, custom Tom Ford suits and his $5,000 dinners, but what I am saying is that he treats people with respect in class. He doesn't treat them like shit. Right. And, and well, act like he's know. better than them. Well, as far as you know. I bet he unless, does. Do unless you're way. Tyron Matthew. <laughs> I would bet that he does do that last thing. But... um but uh and also you don't know him personally but i see what your boy is it's just like come on guys it, it I'm, a big of, I'm a big proponent of um and and not sympathetic to people that go out who can't afford it yeah like like it like if you want to go out to happy hour three or four days a week i don't know what to tell you man get a different job like, yeah. like that's i know that's real heartless sounding but that's the way I live my fucking life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a substitute teacher. I don't make dick. I also don't go out because of COVID. But like, I know I wouldn't mean. be, I wouldn't be, I'd go out, you know, two, three times a month, not three, four times a week. Like, or get special real occasions. Y'all. Yeah. Right. Or not even just, just going to see someone. But like, it's just ridiculous. That being said, I spend a lot of money on vinyl. But, <laughs> But nonetheless, you understand where I'm coming from with this. And it's not an attack on all nurses and on all teachers. Uh, They're extremely integral to our society. But don't let that go to your fucking head. It's just Mount Sinai at 72nd Street and 2nd Avenue. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I don't even know what hospital they work at. But (laughs) one of them yelled at me the other night. You want to know why this person yelled at me the other night? 
Please they tell there, me. They were there for a pickup order, and uh-huh. we were murder slammed. It's Friday yeah. night in Manhattan, and they do their pickup order for 8 p.m. Right when they get there to pick up their order, the food's not ready, but we also run out of we run out of mix in the uh-huh. machine. Oh, and shit. that was our second backup. So we have to make another one. That's how slammed we are. Because yeah. we're selling quarts and pints to go. Yeah. So we run through mix like a motherfucker. So we sure. have three prepped at the beginning of the day. We run out of our third right as they show up. They have four different quarts, four different flavored quarts that are in their order. So we have to make another batch. We have to put it in the thing. While we're making the batch and putting it in the thing, they ask if they can take their t- their takeout food and go sit at a table and eat it. No. I have six tables, Matt, and they're yeah, all no. reserved. No. You cannot do that. So no. then once the, the, the shit freezes, I get their margaritas made, I get them to them, then this woman, the guy was like, I understand, man, it's all good. She is like, this is completely unacceptable. Do you understand? She said, this is an exact quote. Do you understand that we're nurses and we've been on our feet for 12 hours? By the way, at that point, I'd been on my feet for about nine. Um, Like we've been on our feet for 12 hours and you won't even let us sit at a table that is open. It's not open. It's reserved. It's not open. It's reserved in five minutes. Right. It has a reserved placard on it. I tried to talk. I'm trying to talk to this person and they will not let me speak. And I just said, and she's like, I'm going to tell all my friends about how horrible you are. And I said, okay, thanks. See you next time. Yeah. See, that's the only way to respond. And she said, no, you won't. While she was running out the door and the table that was sitting right outside the front door, were like, Yo, she was a bitch. <laughs> yeah. God, people are awful. Anyway. anyway, don't at us. Don't at me, bro. Uh, I think that's it. Is that all we that's got? That's it. That's it for us today, man. Uh, follow me at Waterfield on Twitter at Matters on Instagram. Go to my website, MattButterfield.net. Uh, you can find us at uh, this podcast at... Um, uh, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud, on pretty much anywhere, Stitcher, on Overcast, on a bunch of, on Google Play. Download us, get us some ratings. Um, what else, Another what else shout out, shout out to the Hillbins who continue to be the best listeners on the face of the planet. Yes, they are always great. Saw Tom recently, said hello. Hey. He, he's looking like a college professor with his COVID hairdo. It's looking pretty cool. Can't uh, wait to meet you guys one day. It was funny. I, I was there. It was February 1st, and I was finally done with dry January. I went to go buy a growler of this IPA, and I straight up did not recognize Tom because his hair, he looks so different from the last time I saw him. <laughs> I just walked. I walked right by him. I was, like, loud and annoying with the bartender. I made the bartender laugh because I fucked up the the POS thing. And then I said, sorry, I'm just like a public school teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tom was like, Hey Matt. And I was like, Oh, hey, whoa. Hey, anyway. Uh, so shout out to the Hillman's shout out to any new listeners. 
What else you got? Follow me at MattBeery06 on all social medias. Hit me up on Instagram. Hit me up on Twitter. Right. We're Facebook sucks. Dudes. Oh, oh, I almost forgot. I almost forgot. If you are in Texas and need to prove that you've applied for a job, submit your application to mattonmatpod at gmail.com. Yes, hit us up. Hit us up. We're not going to get, I'm not going to say anything else other than that. We're, you know, we may or may not be hiring, but you can apply. You can always apply. Yes. Hit us up. Let us know. I would (laughs) love that. I want to see your resumes. I want to see your cover letters. I want them. Hit me up. Do it. All right. I'm Matt. Uh, So am I. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Hanging out.